listening to the Lone Star Play podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Have you ever been mistreated at work by your boss? Then this episode is for you. Welcome back, y'all. I'm Patrick Scott Armstrong with the Lone Star Plate, and I have a wonderful episode. We sat down with Kathleen Martinez. She is a Dallas lawyer who has a wonderful story. We'll put a link in the description for a Daily Mail article where we found her. We'll also put a link in the description so you can check out her TikTok. She basically got mistreated at work, right, for the way she dressed and expressed herself and decided to start her own law firm. And wait till you hear about what one of her ex-bosses did from her old law firm. Unbelievable. And wait till you hear how she handled it and turned it around. One of the greatest stories I've heard in a long time. And I will be telling this story at dinner parties. You will be too. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode with Kathleen Martinez. As always, this episode is sponsored by Texas Real Food. You can find local organic food in your area in Texas just by entering your zip code. So if you're not following us on social media, go check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and of course on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. All right, guys, let's jump into this episode with Kathleen Martinez. Enjoy. All right. So Kathleen, let, let's talk about, uh, you've been dubbed uh, the real life Elle Woods, uh, yes. <laughs> which is from the movie, right? Legally Blonde. It's a movie that starred Reese Witherspoon in the early 2000s or my, yeah, it had to have been, I think it was, yeah, early 2000s. It's that old. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty old, but I remember the movie, uh, for sure. I don't know if there was a sequel. I can't remember. I think there was, there was, there I think there was another? a second one and Mindy yeah. Kellig is doing a third one. I think that like they're filming a I third heard one about now. That. Right yeah. On, right on. So, do you know, just you've been dubbed this and all that. What do you even think about the movie? Like, are you even a fan of this movie? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny. When I, when I was little, I loved the movie, but I wasn't planning on being a lawyer then. Obviously, I was like 10 when it came out. So, sure. but I remember absolutely adoring the movie and the message behind it. And obviously, a lot of little girls liked it and still like it. I'm, I get comments all the time like, I just watched Legally Blonde today and you remind me of her, which is so funny. <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. By the way, I'm wearing my pink shirt. I decided to join the join the cause here. I I'm love it. Push it. You I, know, I believe in I believe in it, too. I, I love your story. I really I do. Um, that's cool. OK, so you do like the movie. Yeah. OK, so you did hear about this new movie. Look, if I were you, I'd be out there. Hey, y'all, want you? I need a I need a cameo. You no know? kidding. Right. People are like, are you going to get in on it? I'm like, shoot, I hope <laughs> they <laughs> should. Cool. Honestly, if they were smart, right. And think of like a marketing social bit, they would be smart to kind of give you a cameo in there. <laughs> to be honest, if, whoever's listening anyway. Um, okay. So cool. So your dream wasn't always to be a lawyer or it was well, sort of. It, yeah. I mean, I obviously as a child didn't know what I was going to do, but I, I always wanted to do I wanted to do something awesome. I wanted to contribute to my community, but it wasn't until I was in college when I kind of figured out what I wanted to do because of a mentor of mine. It was, she was kind of a Elle Woods herself. I mean, she had blonde, beautiful hair and she was our poli sci like teacher professor in college. And she always wore pink and bright outfits and every all, I went to an all girls school. So we were we always looked up to her. We just thought she was fabulous. And I was like, I don't know what to major in. And she was like the, I think the coach of mock trial. So she's like, why don't you try this out? I think you'd be great. And then I fell in love with mock trial. So I was like, all right, I got to do this for a living. <laughs> so thankfully awesome. she led me to it. That's great. Wow. What, that's, that's awesome. That's phenomenal. Um, 
Okay, so so what I read from this article, so you kind of um, you were working at a law firm here in Dallas. Is that the same law firm that brought you from California? Um, uh, no, like originally actually, I, before you yeah. left to start your own. I mean, yeah. Well, I originally came here, ironically, working for an oil company because it was like the only job that I could get with no experience. I hated it. It was horrible. It was actually down in San Antonio, and the okay. the culture was very dated. I mean, worse than I've ever experienced. And then I worked for another law firm where I learned how to practice immigration, where I had that kind of a similar awful awful experience, and you know the experience that I kind of like talked about in the article, and that is what really led me to starting my own firm. I mean, most women do, like there's a problem in the legal industry where women don't really make partner. Um, we usually don't last in a law firm because we have children and we're expected to work like we don't have them and it's called the maternal wall. And so I was hitting that as well. I just had my first kid. I wanted, you know, more of a balance. I also didn't like the way I was treated, obviously. Sure, of course. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, okay, so you're working at this place and you know, when you originally got hired onto this place, did you always just sort of express yourself through your clothes? Like, was that always a part of you or did that happen? Like, take us through that journey, like, of, yeah, yeah. Of, of that. I always did. I always wore whatever I wanted to wear and I liked pink and all that. But I remember I was working at this firm and all the attorneys were male and they each had their own legal assistant who was like, a 20 year old female who was good looking basically <laughs> it was something out of like modern mad men and i was the only associate attorney but i was also the only woman attorney so i felt really weird like i felt like i was definitely in like purgatory at that firm so it was so funny because i like i made my office my own i had like pink and white and all that stuff i made it very girly and i had so many back-ended comments and not even direct comments from like my supervisor saying like your your office can't be like that like you know and you can't dress like that i was wearing I think I wore like a yellow dress to my first trial and my judge, or my supervising attorney was like, you got to go home and change. Um, and I was like, why? Because I knew I had it in the bag. I knew this trial was really easy and he knew it, but he was like, you know, you're representing our firm. And I was like, how is yellow <laughs> such an issue? You know, it wasn't even like pink or anything. It was like a dark mustard yellow. I didn't, I didn't understand it. And but the worst experience that I had at that firm, it's not really related to how I dressed, but all the male attorneys, when or all the attorneys all the men went to lunch on fridays and all the women went like stayed in the office on fridays and so my very first friday lunch i was an attorney but i was it was such a segregated lunch i didn't know what to do so i went i assumed i, I was invited to lunch and the the mail room boy told me that the women stay in the office for lunch and he was invited <laughs> so it what? wasn't about what? yeah <laughs> the mail what? room boy he what? didn't even have a GED and he was invited to this lunch. I was like, okay, it's not about like what you contribute to the firm or rank or any, or what you have in common. It's really just gender segregated. I'm like, oh my God. And I remember being like, what the heck? So I went to, you know, the, the office manager, cause she was a woman and she'd been there for a long time. And I was like, what do you think of this? And she was so terrified to say anything. She was, she was like, I think you need to leave the firm because you're not going to fit in. And instead of like standing up for me, you know, that's what she said. And all the uh, like women receptionists were so terrified. They did the same thing. They told my boss, they're like, she needs to leave because she has a problem with the firm culture, firm culture. And I'm like, thank God. You know what I mean? So I was fired for not fitting in with the firm culture. 100%. <laughs> push them back. Yeah. Push them back. You're just being you. I, that's such an odd, um, I, you know, I worked in the restaurant industry for a long time. I'm an ex chef and 
the same thing happened to that industry, right? It, when really? I started it, yo, when I started in it, you couldn't have tattoos. You couldn't have, you couldn't have anything. You couldn't, they would, ch- they would literally white yeah. love you when you came in, you know, it was so just like insane. And, yeah. it, and it just, it went through a transformation. Now you can express yourself any way you want at a restaurant. In fact, right. they're looking for that. Yeah. Um, I, and top, we, we owe a lot of it to Top Chef, as ridiculous as that sounds. The show Top oh, Chef yeah. literally oh, yeah. changed the culture by, by pu- you know, putting chefs that had, um, uh, excuse me, had. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Pod- I mean, that. Apologize. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it, you know, so I, I don't know. Is that you see something like that happening in attorney's office or no, not at all? Uh, oh, yeah. All the time. I mean, every firm I worked at, it, it was definitely. It, it's it's we call it an old boys club because law sure. firm is very conservative old school culture i mean it, it was mainly men for a long time it's still more men than women um and you know it's formal most most big law firms see like you wear a suit sure. you wear a formal dress and all that stuff but it's still like there's more aspects of the culture that i found like nauseating like advertisement is looking down upon like this firm that i worked at we had a meeting with the attorneys where we're like we're not getting calls we're losing business what are we going to do should we fire someone and my suggestion was why don't we start advertising and they were like absolutely not like it's like too cheesy it's below them but you're going bankrupt and i was like i am from a very different generation than these people (laughs) you know i'm like what on earth i'm like why wouldn't you advertise because it's just it's not part of that conservative culture where you should be good enough or you get referrals you shouldn't have to advertise I'm like well i'm not going to do that so when i started my firm the first thing i did i was like i'm going to utilize social media i'm going to get on tiktok tiktok's huge i'm it's free and i'm going to reach more people with that algorithm than i would with referrals you know what i mean i mean it's just crazy so most a lot of attorneys who are my age and even younger are now getting on youtube tiktok doing informational videos and that's how we're getting most of our client base and it's funny because those big law firms who are really relying on referral are losing clients because of it, because they won't jump on that wagon, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. That's such a, they're going to get passed by. Right? Yeah. Any business yeah, that doesn't, sure. uh, the same thing in the restaurant industry, right? You see businesses that don't embrace the technology or social media influencing and it's going to hurt you. It just is. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah for sure. It. So, so there probably are law firms, like you said, they are changing. They are trying to change. I mean, you started your own and you're trying to create your own culture. So hopefully, right, more people are, are trying to do this as well. Um, I do want to talk about this one part of the article that I found the most fascinating and probably the coolest story I've heard in such a long time, which is that, so you leave this firm, you start your own, and one of the bosses that had, you know, whatever, talked down to you, had said some stuff to you, literally comes and tries to get a job from you because they go out of business. And you tell them, like, yeah, we need someone to make our coffee because that's what they <laughs> yeah. had wanted you to make. I got to tell you, that's just like the coolest, coolest thing ever. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. That's just such yeah. a slick, like, <laughs> badass thing. Come on, you just got to feel so good. Who doesn't want to see that happen? Like the right thing happened, right? And I love yeah. it. I just, I love yeah. it. Yes. Well, it was funny because it was it was a manager of mine. Um, so he was the managing attorney and he trained me. And he had struggled to become an attorney. He had taken the bar the maximum amount of times, five. So obviously he had a chip on his shoulder and he was probably already insecure about keeping his job. So when I come on, I pass the bar and I asked for him, I'm doing like non-legal work because I hadn't been licensed. But once I did become licensed, I asked for legal work and he was pushing back 
really hard. He was telling my my super actual boss, like, you know, she's not ready. She's not ready because he was terrified of me, you know, taking his job. So the microaggressions and the comments, I always just thought, you know, when you're a younger woman in your 20s, you're newly licensed. I wasn't confident enough to realize that I shouldn't be able to take that. Uh, I just thought it was normal. And I would be told that by women, like, hey, that's normal. That's normal in every form. You want to pay your bills? This is what it's like being an attorney. I just yeah. thought, what? But, you know, and so, yeah, then he um, he was part of the firing. and He was the one that told me it was about the culture when, I don't know, he probably made up some BS story to my boss. And so he's been, <laughs> he doesn't know that I can see that he views my LinkedIn because he, links, he views it all the time. And I heard that he was out of a job finally. So he like messaged one of my assistants thinking I don't check that or they don't communicate with me, like asking if, you know, we're, we're still hiring for, if we're hiring for an attorney, which we weren't, we're hiring for a paralegal. And I was like, that is hilarious. So normally I would want to be the bigger person. I'm, I'm not about being petty, but I just couldn't not, I couldn't resist myself. So I, I was like, send them this message, say that we want someone directly just for making coffee, nothing else, like not even admin work, no answering the phones. <laughs> and then he didn't respond, obviously, and blocked us. But I thought that was so funny. <laughs> like, full circle. My God, this is what happens when you treat people horribly. <laughs> I, you deserved it. <laughs> you deserved it. I, I mean, look, I agree with you. You want to be the bigger person the same way, right? But there's just these moments sometimes that lesson needed to be taught and you yeah. deserve that. And I love it. Yes. Full circle. Such a cool story. It stuck out to me so much. I just thought, oh my God, I'm going to be telling the story to everybody. Um, <laughs> really? That, that was my first, oh my God, I got, this story is going to go to everybody. Who, who's not going to love that, right? Who hasn't been mistreated like that and wanted that to happen and like, yeah, so it's so, so satisfying. It's so common. Yeah. It's, we get to live through you through this satisfying moment. Um, so many uh, people like get that. exploited like that. And, Absolutely. and they, they all come to me like, my boss has been toxic. They mistreated me. They underpaid me. And that's how I got most of my employees because they saw my video and they're like, seems like she treats people well. I want to work for her. It's such a rare thing, you know, to not be treated like crap by your boss. You know, that happened to me almost every job I've ever had. It's crazy. Well, you, you were kind of insinuating it earlier earlier sort of like they expect you to quote unquote pay your dues right what does that mm -hmm. mean right this sort of yeah culture. just accept it that's how it is pay your dues this is how what it is what are you talking yeah. about like i i don't i don't want to deal with this i mean i went through the same thing with restaurants and i started when it moved to austin and started my own food truck and catering but i mean the same thing sort of same thing. i was tired of the culture here in dallas and the chef i was where i won't name names Anyone who knows me knows who it is, but whatever. And I couldn't take it no more. It was like, why do I yeah. have to be treated like this? Doesn't make it. I'm a human being, you know? Yeah. This yeah. Is, it's screw this. I yeah, didn't even know that about the chef industry. I had no idea. I thought maybe like old school culture is like, because I hear that's like what it's like being a doctor and a lawyer and all that because it was a boys club and they, it's like, what, what is with this hazing thing? And, and the women exactly. who got into it as well, like, and I, I worked for women attorneys thinking it'd be different, but they were older here in Dallas. They're like in their sixties and they were very aggressive and very mean because they had to be like that to be taken seriously by their sure. male counterparts. So sure. they weren't even, they weren't any better. You know, they weren't trying to change the industry. They were trying to like fit in, you know, to be taken seriously. No, absolutely. Um, it affects a lot of industries. It's toxic, like you mentioned earlier. And, um, yeah, I'm happy when I see, um, what I call generational leadership. You're doing something I call generational leadership. I remember interviewing a owner out of Austin. Um, he owned a bar. You might've heard of it. He was in the news a lot. It was called, um, uh, oh my God, Unbarlievable, right? It's the biggest, yes. it's, it's, the most, it's the most successful bar as far as sales in Austin. 
So I interview this guy, Brandon Cash, which we were never released the interview. But he, he just had this way of running his staff, and it was horrible. And I told him, I said, look, man, you're doing something. What you're doing is teaching the people around you that it's okay to lead like that. So they're going to go and manage at other bars. They're going to open their own mm -hmm. bar and lead that way. And it's wrong. Yeah. You, you need to think about generational leadership. You need to think about the leaders you're making for tomorrow, right? Yeah. So that's why I love what you're doing, right, so much. It has such a, there's such an impact down the road as well. Um, so, you. yes, just so inspired. Uh, by it, to be honest. Um, you know, I have, this is a question that I have. Um, oh gosh, where is it? So you said you're an immigration uh, lawyer, right? You work with immigration? Yes. Just to kind of steer a little bit, um, what, what do you see as like, that's a huge issue in the news right now. Like, what do you see as like the biggest, what do you think is like some of the myths that people have about immigration that you maybe want to bust here that you're just yes. tired of people like, wow, why do they think that? Or why do they say that? That's not how it is. Yeah. I mean, most people who have misconceptions about immigrations or immigrants don't even know one, you know, we call them the Midwest parents because <laughs> these are, these are people from like the Midwest <laughs> or, you know, they're very small town, very right wing. And they, you know, they're Facebook educated. So they don't, they don't know immigrants. They have no idea. They hear things from their parents and from other people and they run with it. My God, you know, I mean, that's the problem with our country is not enough people are educated enough to make statements like that bold, you know, stereotypical statement. So um, I get a lot of people like on my TikTok, they're like, you know, it, it's the typical, like you know, they come here and they want, you know, they want to live off the government and they commit crimes. I'm like, oh my, it, you, you literally, that's not how the system works. You have to come over here and prove that you have a job and that you have income and that you're not going to live off the government. And you get kicked out if you even apply for a government benefit. So like, that's so like categorically incorrect, but it's those people who don't want to want to really check themselves. They don't want to be informed. Also undocumented immigrants are the most patriotic people because they come over here and they have it so much worse. A lot of my clients are from like Central and South America. I mean, they're running from like gang controlled countries like Guatemala, Venezuela, Honduras. And a lot of my, like, I'll tell you about like my most recent client, they, their children whose parents have sent them over here because the, the gangs are, are like basically the militia in those countries are recruiting these children to work with them and harm people. And the children don't want to harm people. So they come over here seeking refuge because they just don't want to harm people in their country. You know what I mean? And it's just, those are the, those are the type of people. And then their parents come and all they want to do, they call me like, I just want to work. I just want to get a work permit. I want to provide for my family. I'm so grateful to be here. And then we have U.S. citizens complaining all the time about their wage, you know, about everything. So it's funny because they think that, like, I'm such a liberal for being such an undocumented immigrant. But I'm like, you have a lot in common. Undocumented immigrants, as well as, you know, these people who have misconceptions about them are both so patriotic about this country. You know what I mean? I'm like, you should welcome these people. They, they come here. They pay their taxes. They can do that with an I-10 number, which is not a social. It's like a tax ID number. And they don't get the benefits back, you know? So they come here and they paid like some something around $8 billion in taxes in 2021, undocumented immigrants alone. But these are facts that people don't necessarily want to know because they've already made up their mind about undocumented immigrants. They think that's like a conservative like opinion that they should have. So they don't want to have to like cross-check themselves because then they don't want to seem like they're on the other side of the political spectrum. So I think those are the issues and misconceptions. It's usually people who have never, ever met an immigrant in their life. <laughs> Man, I couldn't agree with all that more. Absolutely. Uh, my mom's from Mexico City. Um, 
and my brother was born in Guadalajara. My mom was cool. was uh, pregnant with me there, but came up because of the pa paper problem with my brother back in the yeah. 70s. So it was like, okay, let's have Patrick up in the States. And um, I, so I've dealt with that my whole life. Like one, I've I always bet. got like, you don't look Mexican, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. But, okay. What does a Mexican look like? Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Like, don't understand. <laughs> I, I grew up in Mexico City, like not grew up, but I used to go every summer, all vacations, right? Like in yeah. the 80s and 90s, like Mexico City is like any city. There's it's like, black people, there's Asians, yeah. there's Indians, Very there's diverse. this, there's that. It's just like, they're all Mexicans. They're all speaking Spanish. What do you mean? What does a what Mexican are you talking about? Like? Yeah. So anyway, whatever, <laughs> just to get past that. But yes, uh, and my wife is uh, from Spain. So when we had to get her citizenship here, yeah, it was a long process of the immigrant. God, I wish I knew you back then. Holy cow, that process yeah. was wow. a nightmare. It's, that's it's what, that's horrible. the biggest myth I tell people. I go, look, do you realize how hard it is to immigrate here? How much money it's, it's it costs impossible. and what it is? It's hard. It takes yeah. a long time. I promise you, these people are committed to coming here, working, loving this country. Like you said, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, uh, yeah, like we need to make it harder, harder. I think we should make it less hard, in my opinion. I, I, I yeah. that's my thing. I think we it should pull so, back a little. It is so hard to get status in this country. You and it's and it's funny because you can't do it based on merit. You have to come here and you have to have someone petition for you. So you yeah. can't be like you got to get you, sponsored, yeah. right? Like all that. I had to sponsor yeah. my wife or whatever. Like, right? Like there was just a long um, and prove we were really in love. That was the biggest thing. That was yeah. like a battle I was not expecting. Let's put it yeah, that the, way. the bona fide marriage and all that because they want to yes. vet through green card, fraudulent green card marriages. But that you know the problem with that is the system. If if you, these Republicans and these people in the, in the United States want you to come over here and work hard, then we should change the system. Like, why can't you come here based on merit? Why can't you come here like other countries prove that you have something to offer and that you're going to contribute to your company? But no, yeah. just get married. That's all you have to do. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> like anchor yourself so that right. Put yourself in a big life-changing decision, whether you may not want it or not, just so you'll right. get, you know, get the citizenship, right? Which is right. It doesn't it make any sense. It creates a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. It creates uh, creates uh, so many problems. Yes. Um, yeah. Absolutely. No, those are great. Um, that's great. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. I. I mean, you're doing great work all the way around here. Listen, my goodness. Thank you. Um, that's amazing. Um, do you see any big changes coming up, like um, law-wise, anything like that may benefit anything, or do you see the immigration? Yeah bad I mean, it's, right now it's always changing immigration yeah. is like executive so it always depends on who's president so obviously right now it's better than what it was four years ago but um the big thing is daca so dreamers so you you know dreamers they, they they're undocumented children who are brought here not on their own will by their parents and then they're here since they were babies they've never been to their home country most of them don't even speak the language of their native country they've yes. gone to college they've worked they, they basically have been raised here the same way i have and they've had, but it's not a pathway to a green card. It's just temporary protection and a work permit. So um, right now, you know, the Southern states tried to take DACA away based on the most BS minuscule argument, basically like, oh, it was drafted incorrectly. So it's illegal. So we're, we're trying to take DACA away. So right now it's in between the appellate and district court. They're trying to decide whether they should keep the program at, at all. Oh and the problem is, is that if they don't keep that program, people who have been here as long as you and I, who've done the same thing as us, suddenly have to be deported and go to a country they've never been to, who have, who have grown up here. And it's it's so inhumane because, again, these these haters, the anti-immigration people, the far right are saying, well, you can come over here if you if you work hard and pay your taxes. Guess what they have their entire life? You know, they're grateful to be here. 
why would you want them to leave? Also, the government needs their money. They need their labor and they need their money. Like the government knows where all these undocumented immigrants live, documented or not. Um, and we need them to work hard. We need their money. We need their taxes. So why the, just the, the money argument, it logically doesn't make sense. Why would you want them to leave? We obviously need them to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, none of it makes sense. Honestly, I every time I hear an argument, it, the 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 goal line changes, right? Anytime you yeah. bust a myth to have that move the goal. Well, it's, uh, it's I don't want them bringing the culture here. I don't yeah. want them doing this. So I, I don't want them. OK, well, what is it, man? Like you just yeah. don't like them. Like, what the just hell? Say, just yeah, say it's, that. It's yeah, it's just racism. say you don't it, yeah. like them. Stop saying this yeah. other stuff like I would respect that more in some way. Like, just let's get to the bottom of it, you know? Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, it, it drives me nuts. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, and you would think in Texas, like you would be safe from some of that um, stuff, but um, not at all. Um, the Bible yeah, Belt, they're, they're still alive, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, they vote yeah. more. That's the problem is they're voting more than <laughs> than than, you know, the cities are so blue. We are almost blue as a state, but because we don't show up and vote, the young people are too yeah. lazy. They don't get it. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, the Bible Belt is more uh, passionate about voting and showing up. So that's that's our issue they know where the change happens, right? Like, so they know to go vote, like, okay, do all your talking over there, protest, great. Uh, we're gonna go vote and change yeah. things. And they, it's they powerful. Know we don't. Yeah, it's powerful, absolutely. No, I, you're right, um, gosh. Um, you know, uh, this is a random question, but um, if you could have been any other kind of lawyer or studied any other kind of law, what, would there be another kind of law you would have been interested in? Oh yeah, Or is that defense. possible? Oh, criminal. Is it possible to do two things or not? Do people you can, do but it's hard because it's, it, you know, you, you train in a certain area of law and you don't, you really don't want to retrain. <laughs> that so makes I sense. Did, yeah. Yeah. Course, it takes course. so long. And once I got into immigration, I'm like, I obviously want to stay in this because now I know how to do it. It's so hard. To, it's not like we're given residency like doctors, you know, we have to figure it out. So um, I would have done criminal defense. And, and this is why, because I, I like to obviously be more of an advocate for the underserved community. Um, for the people who don't have obvious advocates, who don't have the popular opinion behind them. Um, so there's so many wrongfully convicted people. And in my opinion, people who are convicted for reasons that they shouldn't be, and they're not treated like human beings and everyone needs an advocate. And I love the integrity of our legal system because we, we always have a fair defense. Other countries, it's like, if someone doesn't like you politically, you're done. Like Italy, like you're put in jail. You're not given a fair trial. Um, so I like our system and I like that everyone has a fair chance because I think about what if it was me? What if I was caught at the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, uh, and, and I needed an attorney and I was innocent, you know, so many people are wrongfully convicted. So I think that's something I, I should have gone into and I would have loved to do that in addition to immigration as well. That's awesome. We were, uh, we were actually very involved in the Melissa Lucio case. Uh, yeah. Uh, that that happened. We, I had her family here in the studio right here behind me. Wow. Um, whole family came in. Yeah, it was a big deal. She got all, you know, that whole thing. We did not think that was going to happen. We followed it for months. Um, we're still following it because they still yeah. have not gotten to her. I don't know the right, ter you know, terminology, court terminology, but I guess uh, they're going to look over the evidence again, whatever. Yeah. Is, a, a hearing, yeah. I guess. Um, the hearing, sort. yeah. Yeah, that's, that should be coming up um, uh, soon. So, yeah, uh, fingers crossed for her. And that's what you would have yeah. been involved, I guess, things like that, uh, helping people. Yeah. Like that. No, that's that's, you know, gosh, look at you. Look, if you could just clone yourself. Right. That that's what you need to do. Uh, that's what I need to do with my children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
They need to work for me and do criminal law because I didn't. <laughs> I love that. Now, I know that um, you've also, you said at your, your law firm, you've also created this culture. So everyone there was sort of allowed to express themselves too, right? I saw this great photo of, I'm assuming it's a lot of the people that work with you, um, all dressed in pink, like all kind of just yeah. like decked out, like, let's do this. You know, even your husband yeah. just getting involved. I love, the, I love the support. I love the family support. That's so cool. Um, yeah. You know, do you think, what are the benefits you see to that? And are there any negatives, but you think the benefits outweigh them? So you're like, I'm going to let it, you know, doesn't matter. Definitely the latter. Um, Cause obviously we have support of so many women and men. I mean, there's so mainly people who have been discriminated in the workplace or who feel like they can't be themselves or who need to fit into a certain box in order to be taken seriously. Or, you know, how I felt like I needed to look a certain way for my boss to realize that I was already smart and qualified for the job. So, you know, and I, we've attracted a lot of women and that's why they want to work for us. Cause they're like, I can be myself. Like she's not going to judge me. You know what I mean? And so we've had so much support. The only people I'm not surprised who hate on us are white conservative men, <laughs> like, you know, who still don't get it. You know, they make comments that are like, prove my point. They're like, I wouldn't take her seriously. She's dressed in pink. I'm like, that is my entire point. You are not seeing past this, you know, logic just does not exist with these people. So, I mean, they, it, I like it. I encourage the hate because it gives me a reason to like address them. And also, you know, like it gives me engagement. I'm not going to lie selfishly. Like it gives me better, more followers, more engagement. And then I can reach more people who do support me and do want to work for me or work like me, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, absolutely. I think it also just sort of probably relieves a little bit of a mental stress and then allows you to do your job better and focus on that. You're not worried about these other stigmas or things. Right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, I was going to say this, you, you know, your bosses just couldn't see that, okay, here's someone in front of us that has decorated their office. Look how well they put themselves together. They're obviously concerned about details, right? Yeah. Obviously this is a person that puts in the hard extra work and still has time to do this stuff. They couldn't see that like you're working at a high IQ over here. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, um, because they're stuck with the old traditions and can't see. Right. Um, yeah. That's, um, just simple minded people yeah, who are still living. Yeah. Still living in that, that, I guess, generation where they think that you, you cannot be both. You cannot be feminine and smart, or you cannot care about things that don't really matter that are not relevant to your ability to perform your job or your character or your integrity. And so, yeah. And, you know, I, I like to think of myself as a boss who I would want about as an employee who someone was sure. treated so horribly by bosses. So with my employees, I try to spoil them. I try to have as much fun with them. Like we, through, we throw huge parties <laughs> and we go, you know, our next one is going to be on a cruise ship in Miami. I mean, we go crazy. Like we have, wow. yeah, we have so much fun. We had this massive party in Dallas. I flew my whole team out. We did a photo shoot. We did kind of like a music video and, <laughs> you know, and we just had a shit ton of fun and we drank a lot and partied and cause that's what I would want to do. And all these people on that party video on TikTok were like, my boss only gives me like, you know, like luncheons, like in the office <laughs> once a year or potlucks. Yeah, we get Schlotsky's like, on Tuesday. Yeah, Thanks. and that's why yeah. people leave. And it's so funny in the legal industry, like there's so much turnover because there's always going to be a job for you. So, and they're, they're always saying millennial generation Z, they're always job hopping, like, because you're not treating them well. They can job hop. So I know what to do. I'm like, this is what I need to do to keep them so that they don't leave. I actually value them and I want them to stay with me. Absolutely. I mean, look, you respect them. 
they'll respect you. But at the same yeah. time, you're like, hey, you got to do you, you, you know, you still have to do your job, right? And at, a, at yeah. a high level, right? But we can still have this fun over here. Hey, look, I ran my food truck the same way. We were yeah. all having fun and, and <laughs> uh, you know, let's do that. If we're going to do this, let's have fun. But we, but again, my thing was always, we still got to do this the right way, y'all. Like the moment yeah. that stops, I'm going to, you know, yeah, have to make some changes, but as long but as I think they were, they were, they, you know, they appreciate it. Like my employees, they, they, yeah, they, they stay know later. They, they well. would come in early. They yeah. would yeah. just do extra things for you. you. You could just trust them. Right. Like, yeah, because they trust yeah. you because yes. they yes. know that you yes. value them. So they're going to give it back I to value you. them. And I did value them. I would tell them all the time. Y'all, I don't, wouldn't have this without y'all. Right. Like I couldn't do yeah. anything yeah. without y'all. Y'all right. literally the, the foundation that keeps this up. Um, I paid right. everyone the most I could. They made the most of anyone you know, in yeah. food trucks down there in Austin, it was, yeah, everyone wanted to work for me. You also create this in thing where you get the best people because everyone wants to work mm -hmm. for you. So you get to choose. They want to be like, treated well. The best. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like it was, <laughs> everyone I picked up was sort of the same way, dude. I just, you know, and restaurants are just so infamous for just treating people like shit in the kitchen. I mean, it's just so, yeah. uh, it's just such a common, uh, why is that still thing. a thing? My God. <laughs> Again, you, they quote unquote, pay your dues. Right. It's yeah. Like so stupid. I don't like, get wait, that. I, it's unnecessary it's yes yeah, it's hot <laughs> they're just gonna it's leave. hot you're sweating uh, you're barely making any money and you're gonna treat me like this as well i'm gone I, i'm I, like you said yeah. drop See, yeah. i'm gonna go to this other place and yeah i'm with you yeah yeah no look uh these things are gonna change whether or not people want and you know you're either gonna get behind it or not you'll be you'll be in the dust honestly uh if you don't right. change with it um yeah these new generations that are come out that just have higher expectations of yeah. things right of how they want to be treated I, I see nothing wrong with that um look let's um was there anything i didn't bring up that you wanted to um mention i don't no, know i mean i think you asked me the the right questions everything i, I felt like i needed to get out there mo mostly and you can relate to me which i love is about the whole employment issue and being treated as an employee i think that's so so important <laughs> more yeah, employers need to hear this message treat their employees yes. right it's, it's not hard it's not any extra effort it's not any extra. It's just like treating people normal. Yeah, treat people normal. Just like <laughs> like human beings. Yeah, like human beings. Like it's beyond me to not. To, it's like, I, I just beyond me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, look. Let's let people know how they can uh, stay in contact with you. I know you got a big TikTok following. Uh, Instagram too. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So my TikTok is Attorney Martinez. It's just like all one word. How you typically spell Martinez, but it's funny because I sometimes I just spell it out and I forget. <laughs> <laughs> to me, and that's I, like I nothing, that, right? Yeah. I got that last name because my maiden name was so difficult to spell. I'm like, no one will ever ask me again. But yeah, it's it's with a Z. <laughs> but yeah, it's Attorney Martinez on on Instagram and on TikTok and Facebook. So it's pretty similar. And then we always have our links on our bios, our website, and more that we offer services virtually in all 50 states because it is a uh, federal law. So I, you don't have to physically be here in Dallas for me to help you. I don't actually meet most of my clients in person. So that's definitely something I want people to know. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. And as always, stay Lone Star. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Lone Star Plate podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. For more info, go to lonestarplate.show.